1: Happy Friday. Father's Day weekend coming up. And I'm Leslie Marshall here on the only true democracy in talk radio of four and by you, the people in this hour. We have somebody joining us rejoining us has been on before somebody I became uh, friendly with when we did a couple of uh, speeches together back east. He is a conservative, and as you know, I am a liberal. He is a former congressman from the great state of New York. He's a conservative pundit. He's co-host of Political Insiders on Fox News Channel. It airs Sunday nights at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. He also writes a semi-regular piece as a contributor section on the state of the 2016 race. Author of Harvard Hates America, The Odyssey of a Born-Again American, available at Amazon.com. More of the pleasure to have back uh, with us Congressman John Laboutelier. Uh, John, good afternoon. Thank you for... I'm calling you, John. You always tell me, too. Good afternoon. Happy Friday.
0: Hello, Leslie. Well, that's my name, and we're friends, and we shared a wonderful couple of days together in Connecticut and Rhode Island, and came to like each other a lot, and I'm a fan of yours, so I'm happy to be on again. Thank you.
1: Well, even though... And I'm a fan of yours. Even though you're a conservative, and, and I'm a liberal, and we want very different things. We're part of different parties. I'm a Democrat. You're a Republican. Um, but... I think we do agree that uh, Donald Trump has hijacked, if you will, the GOP, and they're letting him. He's hurting the Republican Party and Brand. And, um, you know, you uh, wrote a piece, 30 Ways Trump is Committing Political Suicide. So first of all, I I was just wondering, John, do you find that there's so much going on with regard to this? Donald Trump came out before he was the presumptive nominee, said a lot of uh, things that uh, people felt the rhetoric, you know, was racially and bigoted uh, prejudicial, if not borderline that. And there were people like Paul Ryan and other Republicans coming out, I think even John McCain and saying, you know, you know, you can't talk like that. That's not what we're about. And then all of a sudden, after Orlando on Monday, he comes out talking pretty much the same way. and, And there's crickets from the Republicans. Is it because he's the presumptive nominee that Republicans are just they're cringing at what he's saying, but they're not standing up for their party and their brand?
0: It's all of that. It's a fear of the elephant in the room. Ironically, the elephant with the Republicans, <laughs> which is not Trump himself so much as the Trump, the, the voters for Trump, the Trump voter, which is the biggest block, obviously, now. And it is the base. It is the heart of the Republican Party. And no one wants to speak ill of it. You'll speak. You can speak ill of Trump, but uh, if you're John McCain, you're in a primary to get renominated and then, of course, reelected this fall in Arizona. He's scared to death of that that it that elephant that Trump vote. It's a huge vote. He won the Arizona primary two months ago. Trump did big, and those voters love Trump. So thinking Republicans, uh, you know. Congressmen, senators, Speaker Ryan—they—they—they can't figure out a way out of this thing. If they—if they try to dump Trump at the convention, which is being secretly looked at, could we get rid of him? And technically, yes, they could. They could get rid of him. The downside of that is the blowback from that Trump voter—the sixty percent or whatever the hell they are now. Uh, but you could put someone else, someone, Mister Bland just Joe Bland on the ticket and he would run better against Hillary than Trump would. And they know that. And what they're looking at is losing the Senate and losing seats in the House if Trump's on the top of the ticket.
1: So and, let's go back Let's go back worried. to that, John. You said they're looking at secretly, and I've seen a lot of things online. I've heard whispering. We know that Mitt Romney's uh, raised money to try and do this, apparently. Um, how likely... You said that they can. Um, so first of all, let's talk about how they could do that, and um, if you feel they could do that successfully, how they'd go about doing that, and who they'd put forth uh, to represent the Republican Party.
0: Okay. First thing, just so you know, the article I wrote for The Hill that you just mentioned, and the title that you read off was 30 Ways Trump is Committing Political Suicide. The original title, and it was up on The Hill for about five hours with this title, which was Trump's Behavior Threatens His Nomination in Cleveland. And the Hill asked me if we could change the title, so I said, sure, whatever. But I think that the threatening is coming to fruition, because that was 10 days ago I wrote that thing, or 12 days ago. And he's deteriorating even more since then. And the way to do it, there's a couple of ways, and it's not that hard to do. The the Monday, one week before the convention, so, think the convention begins on the 18th, so on the 11th, is sworn in the new rules committee that will be uh, governing the, the uh, convention. And they make all the rules from that day forward governing everything at the convention, including the nomination process. So they could do anything they want, Leslie. They could change the rules and say, we're freeing all the delegates from their obligations, and they're free to vote any way they want. Now, that would mean people who are sworn to Trump could still vote for Trump, but they don't have to. They could vote elsewhere. Same with people sworn to Cruz or somebody else. They don't have to vote for Cruz. They could vote for Trump. So it's not totally unfair if you did it that way. Another way you could do it is change the rules about the first ballot and say, instead of winning on the first ballot with a majority, you have to have a supermajority. Uh, and that would screw Trump because he doesn't have enough delegates. And after the first ballot, everybody's pretty much free. And then off we go to contested ballots until we get a nominee. Who they would turn to, I have no idea. And that is part of the problem. There isn't anybody today that can galvanize enough Republicans um, to say, hey, you know what? I'll leave Trump and go to Joe Smith because Joe Smith can, can win in November and Trump's going to lose. But between now and Cleveland, if this continues to deteriorate, and it is deteriorating by the day, his poll numbers are getting worse. Hillary's aren't getting better, really, yet. They will, but as the Sanders people decide to come over bit by bit to her, she's still around 42 or 3 percent. It's Trump
1: who's... No, no, no. Bloomberg this week, double-digit, 12 percent difference.
0: They they had her at 49. That's the only one that's had her that high. I'm not saying she's not going to head up there, but she's not yet profiting from the Bernie Sanders surrender. Because even last night, he surrendered more and said, I'm going to join with Hillary to stop Trump. So bit by bit, he's going to fade, and his, his voters are going to have to decide, what are we going to do? We're we going to vote for Trump? No way. Do we vote for Hillary? Well, we don't really like her, but we'll go with her. Or stay home. She'll tick up a bit. But the big story in the polling is Trump, who in every poll now taken over the last three weeks, and you can look on, your listeners can look on real clear politics. He's in the 30s in every poll now, 37, 38, 34. There's one up there where he's at 32%. That's a disaster. And the Republican office holders read it, and they go, holy God, if this guy is hating like this in June, after he's already won the nomination, what's it going to do to my race to get reelected? Case in point, Wisconsin. He's losing to Hillary. Trump is by nine points in Wisconsin. Uh, And Ron Johnson, the Senator there, who's got to get reelected, Republican Senator. He's losing by nine to Russ Feingold, 51, 42. Same difference, nine points. Uh, this is going to be happening in other states. The Republican vote is being damaged by Trump.
1: Okay. We uh, how much time do we have, guys, before we take a break? Because I want to make sure we have a. Okay. We just have a minute. So, John, um, let's uh, let people know who you are once again, and give them the opportunity to give us a buzz here eight 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 six Leslie eight 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 six five three seven five four three Is Trump committing political suicide? And is this um, suicide going to ruin the Republican Party and their chances of? taking the White House in November and keeping their majority in both the House and the Senate. We're going to talk about that with you and also continue to talk about that with our guest, former Congressman John Laboutier. I I keep making him more French than he is. Laboutier, conservative pundit and former U.S. Congressman from New York, author of Harvard Hates America, The Odyssey of a Born-Again American, available on Amazon and on Fox News Channel Sunday nights at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. He's co-host of Political Insiders. His piece for the Hill, 30 Ways Trump is Committing Political Suicide, We'll start talking about all the things Trump is doing. And if some of those Republicans are going to secretly vote for Hillary, I think they will. Or stay home. Or pretend to vote. We'll be back. Don't go away.
0: Leslie Marshall. Not left, not right. Just real talk. At 888 6 Marshall show Truth for all Sides of the Spectrum.
1: We're back conservative pundit former US Congressman from the great state of New York John Laboutelier. Uh, joins us co-host of political insiders on fox news channel sunday nights at 7:30 p.m and on amazon.com you can pick up his book harvard hates america the odyssey of a born again american um he um has me on a nice email list and uh he sent me something he wrote for the hill called 30 ways trump is committing political suicide and i thought yet again john and i agree he's a republican and a conservative i'm a democrat and a liberal but on this um uh, we and many people uh, agree uh john thank you for holding uh welcome back um Let's talk about a number of things. First of all, I said it a bit facetiously tongue-in-cheek, but do you think there will be some Republicans who, you know, even maybe in the House and the Senate who vote for Hillary? Uh,
0: yeah, they might. Yeah, I think some will. I and mean, they may not admit to it, but I think some will.
1: Well, because there are people that know her and were comfortable working with her from the other side of the aisle, correct?
0: Correct. Yeah, a lot of them say... Uh, Who worked with her when she was a senator? That the Hillary we all see on TV, campaigning and all, is not the same person they knew on, you know, congressional trips and working day to day up on the hill. That she, you could really work with her, and she was very diligent and all that. So I don't know, but I, I presume that's true.
1: Now you were, you know, know, know the thing,
0: Leslie. The thing is, a guy used this phrase to me, and I, and it stuck with me that. Even if you don't like Hillary, and I, I don't dig Hillary, I'm not in favor of her at all, but she has guardrails um, because she, she comes from a political world. There are certain ways of looking at things that she has. And, yeah, I think she's ethically challenged on some things, but on the basic way that the world and the government works, uh, she's got guardrails. Trump has none. And this job is too risky to turn over to someone with no guardrails, no experience, no appreciation of history, virtually nothing except he's angry. That's his whole reason for being here. He's as ticked off as that block of voters that that, that go for him. And that's not enough to be president. I don't want anger in the Oval Office. I want beyond anger. I want you've taken the anger and channel it into a plan that might reverse whatever it is makes people angry.
1: You um, uh, write about a lot of things in your piece, and I want to go over some of them because I agree uh, 100%. Uh, You talk about on May 3rd how uh, Donald Trump then effectively became the GOP nominee. You talk about him not, and you alluded to this a bit earlier today, he has not grown as a candidate, nor has his campaign evolved into anything close to a general election-ready political machine. Having said that, Predictions, I won't go to Vegas, don't worry, but between now and November, can he, in that span of time, small span of time, get general election ready, especially because his campaign hasn't evolved and he has not grown as a candidate and he doesn't seem to be willing to do so?
0: Uh, the answer as of now is no. and I don't think it's going to change. He, where, What are we on? June 17. It's too late now. Uh, he can't hire people. For instance, Ohio. Now we all know Republicans have to win Ohio. The governor of Ohio is John Kasich. Kasich, in private, is telling people, uh, "I will not only not support Trump or endorse him. Uh, I prohibit all my political machine in Ohio from working or helping Trump, working for helping Trump in the general. Uh, Trump does not have a campaign staffer in the state of Ohio as of today, or a headquarters." A director, and he doesn't have anything, anything. And we're four months away from the election, I think, or five, whatever. I mean, it's, it's becoming too late on the ground, technically. That doesn't even count him. He, in order to fix himself to be a general election candidate, would have to undergo basically an entire personality trans, transplant <laughs> almost overnight. He, he'd have to stop these rallies. Because the rallies are the problem. He goes to these rallies unscripted. The people there love Trump, and he loves them, and, and it's a fun event. Everybody has a great time. But they bring out the worst in Trump, and about the worst for a general election. They bring out what works in a primary, but we're now, in a, obviously, in the general election, and he is still campaigning like he's in a primary, and he's got to stop that, and he refuses to do it. You've read he's in... Houston tonight, Dallas yesterday, Atlanta before Phoenix tomorrow, and he's there fundraising. The self-funder is not self-funding anymore. He's out fundraising for himself. And he insisted to the fundraising people, I'm only going to come and do fundraising events if I also have a public rally in each city that I do fundraising. So not that he needs a rally in Dallas, Houston, because he's going to win that state, but he wants them because they're an elixir for him. They're a, they give him a high, and that's a problem.
1: Uh, yeah, no, most definitely. Um, th- this, uh, speaking of those rallies, it brings out the worst in him, but it also brings out the worst in what many people—not just here, but a broad view—as Republicans are. His supporters, Republicans, are these Republicans that were hiding? Um, Or is this really the way the Republican Party is? Because most Republicans I know are like you and are rational minded folks that look at Trump and think he's a buffoon who can't run our nation.
0: Well, thank you. I think that I am in the majority of Republicans. But um, when you had 16 or 17 candidates, you know, the uh, minority uh, who stuck together behind Trump and he was basically getting. 30 to 33 percent of the vote for the first six or seven weeks of this thing. And then as it broke, more people threw up their hands and said, all right, I'll go with Trump. But I I don't think Republicans love Trump. I think his base does love him. He knows it. He said, I could go out on Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and my people would stay with me. And I think that's true. I think they really would stay with him. But that's not enough to win a general. And that's why all you ever hear anywhere you go, I, I hear two things. One is, I can't take this choice between Trump and Hillary. I never had such a bad choice. And then the other thing, the follow-on is, is is it too late to get somebody else somehow into this race, either as a third candidate or to replace Trump? And that's a huge desire for that. But so far, it's not happening.
1: Um, uh, Is John back with us after the break, guys? This is it. Oh, John, we are out of time, you busy man, on this Friday. Wow.
0: Well, just well, do it again sooner rather than later, okay? Absol-
1: absolutely. Check out his website, johnlabout.com. That's J O H N L E B O U T.com. On Twitter, check out the Fox, the political insiders on Fox News Channel at FN Insiders. I'm Leslie Marshall. Back after this, Brad Bannon will be in the house as he is every Friday. Don't go away.